Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by ZealCigars.com, CigarSoapbox.com, and coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store Studios in beautiful sunny Phoenix. This is the Cut Light and Smoke podcast. And again, as always, my co-host JB is across from me. JBC, what's up with the people? What's going on? And we have a special guest in the studios today. We have Michael Herklock from Ferio Tego. Yes. Did I get it right, bro? Yes. How the heck? <laughs> yes. One one shot, bro? No way. Right, dude. Right. Yeah, you don't even want to know how he's about to have to edit the video out on that. Oh my god. He, he called you, he called you everything from Toby Mac to, to right, Mike, right, Michael right. Kors. Michael Kors. He was like <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson at one point. It was, know, it was crazy. crazy. It was crazy. Well, it's because it you dropped all the MFs. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he did true. really. No, it's 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 been a it's been a great time. If you guys haven't seen the video yet, go over to Best Cigar Reviews on YouTube. Check out Michael Herklock's on the video right there. That'll be dropping later on today. Uh, I'm very, very excited about this. And we'll be talking about everything from culture to cigars and everything like that with Michael. And uh, I'm very excited because he has produced the number one Connecticut that I've ever had in my entire life. And that is, of course, the Elegancia. And I absolutely love it. So do me a favor real quick and just say what's up to people, Michael, and tell them a little bit about the Elegancia. No idea. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Some blender yeah. made it for you, right? <laughs> no, man, the uh, the Ferio Tego Elegancia, it is, it tastes the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. It is um, made in Dominican Republic, Nicaraguan Dominican filler, Dominican binder, Connecticut Ecuador wrapper. Um, I get just this journey that starts kind of light, a touch herbaceous, and then just gets into this decadence of creme brulee and and richness, toffee and caramel and just, I just, it's a blend that I am so proud of and uh, I'm so thrilled that you loved it as much as I do. It's well, super exciting. First off, it's it's really interesting because uh, I took it on a whim. I, I'd never smoked it before and uh, a big shout out to Pam, you know, who's, who's the Davidoff rep, who uh, reps you guys over here in the mm-hmm. States and uh, I had I had literally smoked it um, that first time on camera. And I, I, it's very rare that I smoke a cigar the very first time on camera. And the fact that I was just so shocked by how good it was and that it was, it was so, I, I mean, I, I, the, the, the price point doesn't do it justice. And a lot of people who are used to getting cigars under $10 won't buy it because it's almost 20. So it's over 20. It's over 20. Yeah. I think we have it for less than that. Uh, <laughs> we won't go to that right now. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, but it's, it's, it's fascinating because it's so delicious. And I, I said, it's like vanilla cake. You said creme brulee. Um, the, 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 the spices involved, the baker spices and everything in there is just so beautiful. I, and I'll, I say this often when I have a cigar that I really like, and it's usually a lighter cigar. Uh, I want to inhale it. I don't. I remember you saying that. Right. I want to. I want to just inhale. And, I, and there's a point where I'm. I'm chewing the smoke on the video. I'm just like, I can't get. I can't get enough of it. I got, well, I'll I tell you, want, I'm a big yeah. wine guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm a big food guy. I work a lot in the wine world and with chefs and and my approach really is almost more wine and culinary. I'm inspired more by wine and culinary than I am from my peers in the cigar industry. Okay. The ability mm. to create mouthfeel and balance and flavors and structure and and the 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 fact that you know you you don't just eat spaghetti on a plate, but spaghetti twirled in a way and placed in a cookie cutter round and then placed in a dish that is thoughtful so that when you lift 
the round up, the spaghetti sits a certain way. There's, there's more to it than just the taste. And so you have some folks that will criticize and say, my mom makes spaghetti and I love spaghetti. And, <laughs> and so, you know, why would I spend $26 for a plate of spaghetti? Mm-hmm. That's cool. But when you have the $26 spaghetti, it's because not just that the pasta is fresh and the sauce is unique, but it's also because of the way it is composed, the way it's plated, the way it sits in that dish, the cost of the dish, the seat that you're sitting at, the the linen below your plate, the waiter that has just brought it to you and removed the lid just so. That is Ferriotego. Yeah. And for me, what is most important, though, is that after you have spent the $22 for a Ferriotego 2022, you say exactly what you just said, mm. which is it is is worth it. Mm. And the entire portfolio of Ferriotego, whether it's Metropolitan Host at $8 or Ferriotego Limited Edition 23 at $23, it is my job and it's and it's it's my goal to always over deliver. Mm. Whatever you pay, I want to make sure that when you have finished it, you say Worth every penny and more. Oh, yeah. And I think we've done that. I really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whether, 100%. whether it's Elegancia, you're smoking a Supreme, you're mm-hmm. smoking a Panamericana. Oh, yeah. I, I think we have very thoughtfully developed a, port, a suite of blends and brands that over deliver in every way possible. And you can find these, uh, these blends at zealcigars.com go to the buy the buy box section and you can actually buy the boxes there uh the, the one of the questions i have um for you is like when you said what inspires you and everything like that i, I it's, it's funny because it, it's a great question for men in general like what inspires you to do what you do yeah. i have a lot of inspirations most definitely my faith's one of them obviously the other the other aspect of it is i, I watch a lot of creators on youtube I, yeah I, you I, do i suck in the youtube pretty hard you're um, you're like a me and you are like different when it comes to social media you're like the millennial and i'm like the old codger that's like <laughs> i hate social media you're like dude let's do a new video and i'm like oh i hate this video right right, right and you're right. like dude did you watch this youtuber and i'm like what are you talking about dude you're like do you watch this tiktok i'm like i don't even have tiktok <laughs> well it's 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 interesting because there's there's a lot of guys who are very very creative on youtube and tiktok and other places like that that I drive stuff, and I'm like, they do something, and I go, I can do that with cigars. I can absolutely do that with cigars. I can, I can, I can do that. I can shoot that video at angle that way. I can do this certain thing, and uh, I'm learning and learning and growing continually. But uh, I love food. You can tell. Uh, the the just recently, my my wife, a friend of ours, gave us. So, so when we go out. Uh, we go out to decent restaurants. We don't go out to really, 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 really nice restaurants because I have three kids, uh, and I'm, <laughs> then I'm, I'm, I'm paying Noted. for three kids. So right, so. Uh, you know, when we get there, my, my wife drives a nice car, but that's about it. So, uh, there's a, and I drive a, a 2000 Denali, you know, if you would, and I'll never give it up because it's the best car I've ever had in my entire life. Love it. Um, and shout out GM. Yeah. Oh, two GMs, best vehicles. If just so you know, I worked for GM for three years. So I will say that the best vehicles for GM, if you're just looking is from 1995 to about 2005. It's the best vehicles they ever had without any kind of problems. Even any GM besides that, you might have some issues once in a while, but you know, GM is a solid company. Uh, so here, here's, here's my thought. When, when we recently went to uh, Fleming's steakhouse. Okay. Just uh, this last weekend. And uh, 
to your point, you know, I wanted something. I didn't want a steak because I and my wife, my wife agrees with me. Uh, I make the best steak that I can make. Okay, and I'm sure there's other guys that out there that can make steak, but the way that I make the steak is the way that I want to eat the steak, you know, with garlic butter and everything else like salt and pepper. I don't want anything else on the steak. I want it cooked a certain way, and I cook it over hardwood charcoal and stuff like that. I don't cook it over gas, and I don't fry it and things like that, and I, and I marinate it in this type of seasoning for a long time. So my wife was like, are you going to get steak? I'm like, no, not, never. I'm not going to get steak from the steakhouse. I, I make a better steak in this place. And I say that because I've had it before there. And not saying Fleming's is good, but I make steak that I want to make. But they do something that I can't do. Age. And, and they do, yeah, they do a, they do a. Uh, I was literally thinking that. I was like, but you don't, you don't age they, your steaks, bro. Right. Come on, bro. I'm, I'll fight you on this. They do, a, they do an aged <laughs> filet mignon, which uh, it, they put on a sandwich on, a, on like a Kaiser roll. Oh, I don't that, know about that. That is, it's epic in the way they do it. Like literally so, they call it a steak sandwich? And I, well, it's not really a sandwich, but it just kind of comes on a Kaiser roll and stuff like that. And so I literally researched this, looked at it, and I couldn't wait. To, I put off going there for like six weeks, by the way. And finally... Went there and I got this. I probably built it up in my head more than I needed to, but once I finally had it, along with their, uh, they have something that they do special, which is like a, a potatoes or gratin. If you oh, will, okay. with certain types of cream and cheese in there, uh, that I was like, game changer. Oh, dude, it was so good. So it's I, it's so good. It's a new tasting note in your in your oh, cigar yes. reviews. Oh 100%. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm getting. <laughs> Fleming's potato <laughs> au gratin. Uh, if you least, know, you know. At least, at least. <laughs> and, and so, what was fascinating? I went to the I went to the guy who who uh, who gave me the thing. I said, "Just come here, man. Uh, this tip's for you. I'll give me a decent tip." And uh, he goes, "Well, you don't do that. Thing. I appreciate that." I'm like, "No, no, no. This is probably the best sandwich I've ever had in my life." And he's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I started explaining to him all the all the notes I got out of the sandwich. And he's like, "Wow, you picked that up. Wow, you picked that up. You picked up the onion." On that, you picked up the mushroom on that? See, man, yeah. food dishes are like cigars because the, it's the only other thing that isn't made in batches. Right. Uh, you know right. what I mean? Like, if we're, 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 we're drinking bourbon. I'm mm-hmm. blown away right you, now. You taste the batch. The batch is good. It goes in bottle. Mm-hmm. It could get messed up in transit, but otherwise you know it's good. You mm-hmm. make wine. You taste it in the barrel. You know it's good. You bottle it. Maybe the cork is going to screw it up. Maybe it gets messed up in transit, mm-hmm. but you you have confidence in the batch, and out it goes. With handmade premium cigars, you make the blend, and then you rely and trust on two people mm. to compose each and every one of those exactly the same. And it's just like a dish. You know, you come up with the recipe, but then you rely on your chef yeah. and your cooks to compose that dish exactly the same every single time. And you think about the discipline and the focus that it takes to make sure that it's exactly the same amount of salt, pepper, cream, whatever it takes to make that dish the same. And the expectation is that it's always the same, right? Mm. But you don't, most folks don't give enough credit to the artist that every time it is the same. In fact, most just do the opposite and highlight the one in a million chance where it comes out different. Maybe mm. not wrong, maybe not bad, but different. And that's what get, gets amplified, and that's what gets clickbait, and that's what goes on a review. Mm. But you had you had nine steak sandwiches that blew your mind, but the one you talk about is the one that was a little off. You know, it's, it's just the pressure is so high for arts like this mm-hmm. 
premium cigars and food mm-hmm. and and concerts where you have to create it live and in the moment for consumption right then mm. and it's unforgiving mm. that there could be something that's off that's you know? so true dude. man it's he's blowing my mind today because yeah. like he's one of the first people that i've sat like i've i've talked to like ricky rodriguez like he, he to me Great he's guy. one of, he's one of the one of the coolest blenders because he mm-hmm. does some freaky stuff right with blending <laughs> right but like hearing you talk about cigars like food has changed the way that i'm thinking about cigars Good. And not 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 in the way By that the way, I'm it's only Ferriotego. The rest, <laughs> <laughs> they don't think that way. So don't, you don't right, even right. have to bother with but that. No, right. to, to your respect, though, uh, nobody else has talked to me about that that way, right? And and the way that you described the Costa Rican tobacco on the video that we just did was in in the regards of salt. Where um, I grew up with my stepmother, who was a very heavy-handed cook with salt, mm-hmm. and then she would get done and then add more salt to her food, right? So what that would do for me is is make it a lot harder for me to eat the food, right? Because mm-hmm. it was salty. Yeah. But the way that you, dirt bike's riding, dude. Yeah. Uh, but the way that you described it as far as like, I don't want to add too much salt to my food. So when I smoke a cigar and it feels like it's got too much salt or too much of another seasoning added to it, I want to change that to make it more balanced. And then you said something else about, I want you to be able to taste amazing flavors off the first puff. Whereas like, you with that steak sandwich at Fleming's. If you took the first bite and it wasn't gonna, it, it wasn't something that changed you and moved you. You weren't gonna enjoy that dish. No, I wasn't. Yeah. But if you smoke a cigar in the first puff, you cannot wait. You cannot wait to see what happens with the rest of that cigar. The 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 thing that you said that I think is more important than what most manufacturers will say is that you want your cigars to be good from the first puff. Must be. I, I have been harping on this forever because a lot of guys are like, we got to get into it, Bradley. We get into it. And I, I, I had cigars before that. I, I smoke in the first inch, and I'm like, I don't get it. I yeah. just don't. And I, I'll tell you one one okay. where that happened. And, and you know this. It's the uh, um, Florida Sun Grown. Oh, yeah, you did not like the Florida Sun I was like, I don't get it. What is the big deal about this stupid cigar? I don't do not get it. And then once I got into it, like halfway through it, I was like, oh, it's okay. And it was it was frustrating because I wanted to I wanted to have so much more. And I love Jeff and they're great guys. And I love Drew Estate. They're great guys. Uh, But like, I just wanted something. And I I see that with some manufacturers like they they wanted to get get, you know, you get into the cigar and then it's really good. Your cigars, every cigar I've had, including the one I'm smoking right now, has been great at first puff. The, you're not going to like every song I write. Right. You're not going to like every book I write. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be fair to assess it as a bad song mm. or a bad story. Just, just not, not my taste. You. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to write different songs and different music and different styles to appeal to everyone, but it obviously they all have my style attached to them. Yeah. And so if if you just don't like my style, then my stuff isn't for you. That's fair. But I'm I'm relentless in the commitment to this style that it must be good from the first puff. It must be engaging start to finish. It must end differently than it began. That is Ferriotego, whether it's Metropolitan, Timeless, or the Elegancia and Generoso, that is Ferriotego. So there's a new a new album that just dropped. Um, you talking by, about NFs? Oh my gosh, dude. It's so stupid. I told you that man was coming. It's so stupid, it's good. Um, 
I told you. And so in the like when you when you talk about we're both musicians. We were talking about before yeah. you're a drummer, I'm a drummer and Which uh, some would counter uh, that that's not a musician, but no, I say it is. It's a hundred percent a musician. Are you left handed? I'm right handed. You're right handed. But I'm a drummer, so I have Interesting. Utility okay. with my left hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. been smoking with your left hand the whole time, and the way that you've been talking is very artistic. So I assumed That's just by I'm drinking my with my right hand. And well, see, I was always taught you never drink with your shooting hand. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, well, I can drink with both, thank God. No, that's an old Western joke. It's like you never you never drink with your shooting in. So uh, I'm going to pause the video real quick because I want to ask Michael a question off air, and I'm going to come back on air in one second. Go ahead and pause the video. You just heard Hope INF. What did you think? <laughs> um, <laughs> as, a, as a musician... As a drummer, especially, I mean, there's, I don't know where to start. I mean, there's, there's, first of all, the, the lyrics, let's take all the music out. The lyrics are, are profoundly thoughtful. Mm. The, what the lyrics are delivered on, which is unexpected so completely unexpected and there are these moments where rhythmically they're setting you up for what you believe would naturally come and then it doesn't and instead <laughs> goes in a completely different direction and then you've got this polyrhythmic these polyrhythmic levels of taking something in four and subdividing it with all these different triplets that allow you to feel the groove in a different way. Uh, yeah, that was really wild. And then, I mean, never mind all the the orchestral progressions under it right. are staggeringly beautiful. And then the lyrics are so rough and edgy. It's, um, it's so many contrasts which I love. I mean, it's, it's, it's as complex as you could possibly get mm. in, a, in a thoughtful way that is very deliberately composed. And it's, it's, I've never heard anything like that. Yeah. It's kind of like your cigars, man. I know. That, that, the reason I wanted to say that, the reason I wanted you to listen to that, is I think the way that NF produces music is the way that you produce cigars. Bro. Like, I think that is such a absolute crescendo of excellence. I want to give you that compliment and say, like, that. that's what I think. I, I don't know who that artist is, but I can tell you that as soon as we get done with this, my first priority is to download right. whatever that is. Right, Ooh. right, right, right. It's it's a very good... I mean, he just dropped the album. The album's incredible. Everyone's well, people have been up. waiting two years because he dropped the Clouds mixtape in the middle right. just to kind of appease everybody. But, like, right, right. The, the dude... NF, uh, yeah, N NF. NF, NF. He's a he's a um, he's a hip hop artist who identifies as a Christian. Who he doesn't cuss in any of his raps. Um, his older stuff is really dark, but man, I'll tell you what, this as a album, as, as a hip hop head, yeah. um, his stuff is is um, it, it, it is upper echelon. I mean, mm -hmm. it's up there with uh, you know, the Eminems, the yep. Royce, the Five yep. Nines, hundred percent, hundred percent, the Biggies, the Dre's, the mm -hmm. Drakes. Uh, it, it's up there, man. Mm. Isn't it something though that we have to qualify it 
as Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, he he actually yeah. was talking about that we, the other day we, a we, little bit. Yeah, we were talking about it. So, like, a lot of guys, because I was a former pastor, and I'm, I'm a dedicated Christian even now, uh, love Jesus with all my heart, there's there's a sense of where people, because because something's Christian or something like that, you have to qualify, like, hey, this guy's a foreign pastor, or hey, this guy's a he's got Christian good rapper. He's labeled, yeah, he's, right? He's labeled as a Christian yeah. cigar you know, blender. If, if you, yeah. if you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. very proud of it. Yeah. Uh, but if, imagine if we didn't say that, mm -hmm. would he be more mainstream? Yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. And he, and he knows that, and yeah. he, he doesn't care. I mean, right. that's why he does what he does. Right. Those, right. If if you if this is like a blind tasting, I just had a blind ooh, a blind listening. Ooh, that's great. If you had if you had not said this they, is a Christian artist, you would have never known. I would have thought this is these are the types of songs and lyrics that we need to hear. Ooh. But by qualifying as Christian, there's going to be a whole segment of people that say I'm not listening to that. Mm -hmm. That's fair, and that's unfortunate because right. this is the type of message that. Right. Moves people that we need to have in this yeah. country. Every, right. every right. millennial out there, this mm -hmm. dude speaks to. They, oh, every, everybody's been through some sort of from pain. A millennial, yeah. from a millennial. Well, yeah. and, and, and like the, the Eminem show mm -hmm. album yeah. was the first album that spoke to me and the mm -hmm. troubles that I was going through as a right. white kid, as right. a and living in the county. I wasn't even a city kid going through the problems that he was going through. I was right. in the county, right? And I could relate to that. Mm -hmm. But then you take NF, right? And he's relating to every single person on the planet. Right. And when I hear Michael talk about the way that he blends his cigars mm -hmm. and the way that he thinks about it in the realm of even how how if you're a restaurant, you got to make your food good enough that where anybody could walk into that restaurant and eat it. And you're thinking the same way about your cigars. Even if it's not this particular cigar, it could be one of your other cigars. Just like if you go to a restaurant, you might not order the steak like Brad was talking about because... He thinks, you know, my steak is more my style, right? But then he gets one that's a little bit different. But the experience starts when you walk in the door. Boom. Okay. Let's go. It's not just the dish. There we go. And it's the same It's the same in cigars. It's the same in music. It's when you walk in the door. When you, you're, you're not buying into the restaurant alone. You're buying into the chef. You're buying into the furniture. You're buying mm. into the music they play, the mm. service. It's, it's the, it's the experience of all of it that makes that experience unique mm. it's the same there's a your humidors are filled with incredible cigars created by incredible artists mm -hmm. mm. and and they are the 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 thoughtful uh delivery of whatever experience that particular artist is trying to do mm -hmm. but i think as you've highlighted and i haven't thought of it that way I guess the the Ferriotego proposition starts at the door. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know it's and so even though the blends are all very different, there is this kind of through line through all of them that is body, that is complexity, that is value, um, and you can have radically different dishes. We can have pasta and fish and steak. Yeah, we can have Dominican, Nicaragua, and Honduras. We can have light and silky, full and fudgy. We can have all those things in the same restaurant, and the consistency is the experience that starts at the door. Mm -hmm. Meaning no matter what dish you're going to order, the same guy greets you the same way, your glass stays full the same way, Right. the same guy comes and makes sure that your food tastes good the same way. Yeah, I see where and, you're going. I that's where, that. that's I think that's where Ferriotego really stands out, particularly as a very small family business. I mean, we're... 
we've only been in market 18 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only two of us. We have a, 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 a pretty wide suite of blends for a company as small as we are. But it goes back to what we said on the video. We have something for every bun, and that's very cliche. But it's very true. From $8 to $23, from silky to fudgy to spicy to meaty, from sweet tip to non, yeah, 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 yeah we yeah, have yeah. something for everyone, and that's a that's a real point of pride for me. All that to say, I think you're the NF of the industry. The NF of the in- I love a hundred percent. I think so you're cool. the NF of the industry, man. I'm, the, the, the black sheep, bro. Yeah, dude, he's the black sheep, bro. He's the guy that's taking on the industry and saying like, it, you can you can make better cigars the way that. Well, here's the other thing. Yeah. What what NF needs is what I need, which is the social permission to love it. Oh. That's what I need more than anything. Oh my god! Because I think our stuff is great, and I listen to that song, and I'm that is masterful art. Mm-hmm. But he's a Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not mainstream, yeah. And so that means that people who love music but may not identify, identify as Christian. I can't even say I believe I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They need the social permission to love and brag and amplify that guy. Mm. Absolutely, and that's what Ferio Tego needs because the stuff is good. It's incredible. incredible. We need incredible permission to love Ferio Tego and brag about it and amplify it. Well, well, first off, let me just say every blend I've had has been incredible. Okay, that that's that's the best thing. And the 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 next thing I want to say is you you really I I think what you what you're doing and how you said it and I mean particularly in the video is you are bringing art back to something that people make a business, you know, mm. and there's, there's business aspects of everything, but to have like, to be in the business of art. Yeah. I'd say Lars is the only other guy that looks at this as art. Right. That right, I've met right. personally. You know, Lars Tetons. I've known yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love Lars. Love Lars. He's a good dude. But, but the, the idea of like, of, of making it an art and then having guys that sell it, respect it as art and say like, that is that is something I've I've never had I've never smoked, and that's the best thing I've had in this genre, you know. Yeah. If you would, is very very important, and I think that's something that people don't don't recognize a lot, and you need more credibility in that because uh, that I mean it, it's it's up to par with everything you could think that's over twenty five thirty dollars, um, at least just yeah. so you know it's it's up there with the Opus, it's up there with Davidoffs, it's up there with everything else like that. It's very 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 good. I appreciate it. We're working really hard. We're committed to it. You know, there's 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 no plan B. We are all in. Mm. Ferriotego is is new, but we have blends that are legacy, and we have a very unique story. There's not another story like ours mm. in the in the premium cigar world. And what I what I hope people get from this interview, from the video, from looking at our story, is that. It is a hundred percent authentic. This mm. isn't a marketing right, uh, exercise. Right, right, right. We didn't just come up with a brand and and you know tell you that these are the 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 best. We sought the best tobaccos in the world. Of course we did. Right. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> you know, this is uh, we are using the, only the finest aged fillers. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know. So what makes Ferriotego different? It's us. 
It's our people. It's us. It's me. It's Brendan, my business partner. Mm -hmm. It's our stories. It's the way we approach it. It's the partners that manufacture. It's the way we compose blends, the way we go to market. It is a unique story within a, a saturated industry that then when you think of the industry, the industry is just so small, so misunderstood. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was saying to Pam, I've said it before, premium cigars are to tobacco what jazz is to music. Mm. And it is the heart and soul. It's, knowledge, it's the bro. hardest, it's the hardest to do. Mm -hmm. It pays the least. And mm -hmm. it is the most misunderstood by the majority. Mm -hmm. But if you are lucky enough to understand it and to love it, there is no greater music and there is no greater tobacco. This mm. is premium cigars are it. Now, let me, let me ask you something interesting, right? I'm going to put this kind of in like a movie industry way or a music industry way, right? Like in, in a lot of music industries, a lot of artists get in trouble because they don't own their music, right? And at first, Nat Sherman was the one that owned some of these blends, right? So, like, is it easier for you having 100% control of, of how you're marketing these blends versus somebody like Nat Sherman marketing them for you? Is it easier? Is it better for you to market them? Is it? It's are you able different. to market them better? It's it's going from being a songwriter and having other artists play your work. Okay. To being now that. now being able to perform it myself. Okay. Um. So these are these are songs that I've written. Over the last ten years, for somebody else, for someone else. Yeah, now yeah, I yeah. get to author the work and perform it, bro. No more ghostwriters, bro. That's true. I was a ghostwriter for ten years. Yeah, and it was right. a it was a pleasure. It was a it was an incredible experience to do it. But as an artist, it's really nice to sign your work. Absolutely, mm -hmm. bro. You know? It's it. Uh, so now, in fact, I own said your it, masters, bro. I was at an event the other day, and we were talking about timeless. And I had been in this shop before, and I said, you know, I have been here before. And I know you guys, and I've stood in this very room and talked about these very blends before. So for you, this may feel familiar, but for me, this is very different because for 10 years I stood here on behalf of, but now I get to stand here as, mm. and that's a very different feeling, man. You I know? respect that. I've been sitting on that question for a minute since I've been sitting here and we've been sitting on the podcast waiting for a good opportunity to ask that. Cause and that's good and bad yeah. because as... Comes with a whole lot of different pressure. Yeah, you're, pressure. The, you're the one that's responsible. Absolutely. Right. It was nice to just get the check. Yeah. You know, oh, we tested and learned and we're going to go in a different direction. <laughs> oh, Friday, check. Thank you. Now it's it's more cutthroat, but it's much, It's where I came from. If you don't book the gig, you don't get the gig. Mm. Right? You don't sit around waiting for someone to hire you as a drummer. There's only one drummer. That's so right. If I'm not, if my phone's not ringing on Friday night. Somebody I else's have, drummer. I have two options. Wait for my phone to ring or go book the gig. Yes, and sir. And so now I get to go book the gig. I respect that a lot, man. So, so let me ask. Let me ask you this question, and this will be one of the final ones we ask because where we're we at right now, we're only at thirty minutes, bro. We oh, got plenty okay, of time. We got plenty of time. Okay. So the as a former drummer myself, as a creator, if you would, um, what what drives your inspiration outside of food, outside of cigars in general? What are some other things that you enjoy outside of this that you're like? And I, we had a conversation off air that I thought was really interesting. And I'm going to get you your license, too. We're going to get you a motorcycle license for sure. Um, but outside of that, what's some, I, I can, I can, first off, I can see you on the back of a Harley enjoying yourself <laughs> and just, you know, and I don't even have a Harley. I have a, I have a Suzuki. So, 
JB Shame. JB has a heart. I know, I know. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Um, the what inspires you outside of food and outside of cigars? What are other inspirations that you derive from in order to inspire your creativity? I'm a guy that does not have a hobby. I mm. how can somebody that plays music not have a hobby? Because I wanted to be a drummer because it was just my favorite thing to do. Okay. And so my parents, being incredibly thoughtful and encouraging, said, you can do anything you want to do, be anything you want to be. My dad's a pediatrician. My mom's an art teacher. And I said, great, I want to be a drummer. And they foolishly said, go for it. <laughs> what, was, what, was your, what was your first drum set? Pearl. Pearl? What do you have? Do you have, do you have one now still? Pearl. Pearl? Okay, I'm a Pearl okay. guy. I'm a, I'm a fiercely loyal guy. I'm a Ludwig guy. It's so Sorry. crazy. Sorry, Ludwig. Ludwig. Pearl. Ludwig, okay. Sabian. Regal tip. I got okay. regals. I got regals. Yep. I, have, I, have, I have Sabians. I mean, everyone, but anyone who knows hi hats and anything like that knows Sabians. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, but but to go back to your question, I'm a guy with no hobbies. Okay. Because my hobbies were always my pursuit, and I've been able to make money doing the things that I love to do. Mm. And you know, so for for folks that work regular jobs that 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 may not be necessarily their passion, they're it's their profession. They work, and then they're able to work to support their passions and other things. Mm. I'm fortunate enough that the things that I love, I've been able to incorporate into my profession. Mm. So I love music, obviously, and I still get to play a bit. Uh, I love wine. I love food. I love fashion. I'm I'm able to to wear the clothes that I feel fit me and my character to to be authentic in the things that I'm doing. So I'm not in a suit every day. I'm in I'm in what fits that moment, but I it's it's thoughtful. I'm thoughtful about what I eat, I'm thoughtful about what I drink, I'm thoughtful about what I wear, I'm thoughtful about what I drive. It it, it all kind of just fits me and it's authentic. So I'm inspired by I'm not really inspired by things, I'm inspired by people. Mm. who are inspired, mm. you know, like the idea of being deliberate and thoughtful is just, is just one of those, just, it's just in me. Everything, I feel like everything I do and the people I surround myself with are equally thoughtful in perhaps a completely different discipline or craft. Um, and I think that's why I, I find so much inspiration and I have so many friends that are in such completely different disciplines, but they are so disciplined in their, in their passion, in their specialty. Um, so I, I, it's, it's a hard question to answer. I, I don't have these sort of outside hobbies and passions. I, what I do every day are the things that I love. And you know, you mm. can widen that. Obviously I have a beautiful family. I love spending time with them and watching them grow. Um, I'm a Christian. I should spend more time in church. I don't, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm sure, I'm sh certainly prayerful mm -hmm. every day. Sure. sure. And uh, I think surrounding myself with like people and being inspired by watching them work hard and do their things and do their craft, and that goes back to you know this idea of selecting a restaurant to go to. When I got to Phoenix, I got here on Sunday, and I have a friend that has a restaurant here. He has two, two, one in. Um, uh, Scottsdale called the Americano one in Phoenix, I think called Mora. 
Uh, his name is Scott Conan, very famous chef. Mm-hmm. He's on TV and stuff, but I've known him for 20 years. So I knew him before he was fancy TV chef, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> sure, sure. I knew sure. him since he had a restaurant in New York. Uh-huh. Uh, so I get here and I have to figure out what I'm going to do for dinner. And the only option in my head was to go eat Scott's food. Absolutely. It yeah. wasn't It wasn't because it's the greatest restaurant in Scottsdale, which mm-hmm. I think it probably is, by the way, but... Mm-hmm. It was because if I'm going to spend time and money to put food in my body, why wouldn't I want it to be his? Mm-hmm. You know, like I could eat down the street at sure. tacos, whatever, right. and I'm sure it's great. And I looked on maps and there's all kinds of great restaurants, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be inspired for my week by sitting in his restaurant and experiencing what he envisions for the experience of that restaurant Mm. and there was no greater way to start my week than sitting at a corner spot on the bar talking to Corey, my bartender and with every dish i ordered having him select a different wine that would go with it and just talking about it all that's where i get that's what drives me that's my Mm. passion man see he he's taking me back to the first time i went to durant's yeah you ever been to durant's Mm -hmm. bro so Durant's is a local uh, a local steakhouse downtown, and it's like an old-school mob-style steakhouse. Like, you walk through the kitchen. You walk in through Love the it. kitchen. They yeah. have two entrances, so they know if you come through the regular entrance that you're not a normal patron. You come through the back entrance, you walk through the kitchen, you see the chef, you say, what's up? You see how clean the kitchen is. Then you walk in. When you walk in, the walls are velvet. Looks like some mob dude got stabbed while he was eating freaking spaghetti and meatballs, right? Love it. So... When you talk about that, that takes me back to, like, my first experience when I ate at Durant's. And I was like, man, this took me somewhere. This took me back to, like, the middle of, like, uh, Youngstown back in the day when the steel mills were big time and the mob ran sure, Youngstown, sure. right? Yeah, absolutely. It made me feel like I was I was sitting in there with the mob, bro. And it was OH, an experience. Bro. OH, yeah. But you think how thoughtful and deliberate that 100%, is. 100%. Every single bit of it, from, yeah. the, from, the, from the ambiance to the way that I entered the building— to the way that the guy sat me, to the way that the dude filled my water, to the way that the manager, the restaurant manager came over and said, hey, how's your food? You ordered the prime rib? It's the best. Hey, my little dude over here, he's going to make sure everything is okay. You need water? You make sure he fills it. No problem. I'll be back. You know, when you have a hands-on business, restaurant, retail, you can do things thoughtfully to create those personal touches that make people feel different yeah how do you do that in something where you relinquish control of it like a cigar Mm. yeah to me that's that's where though it may sound silly that's where thoughtful blending and storytelling about it is so important because when you smoked an elegancia you felt something percent yeah 100 percent. watching you smoke it and watching you feel my intention means that we're doing something right. And mm-hmm. it sounds ridiculous. If you're Joe Cigar Guy and you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already turned it off and you said, this guy is out of his mind. <laughs> but if you ever played music or you ever tried to make a dish or you ever tried to create something thoughtfully for someone else to enjoy, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And it is... It is the goal of every artist, regardless of discipline, to make something that moves you in a way that not only do you remember it, but you want to replicate it. That's the goal of every artist. It's certainly well, mine. That's I, I would say that's why I have him out front is because 
he Justin in particular is the the outreach of my passion that I trust implicitly. You know what I'm saying? So so talk about passion a little bit, about trusting passion implicitly and who you trust with your passion in the midst of this. <laughs> I, I trust I trust you guys. I mean, you think about it. Every there is nothing that I can do and have complete control of in this process. From the moment you got leaves that are planted, I'm not planting those leaves. Yeah, you're not tending them. I'm field. not harvesting. Yeah. I'm not curing. I'm not fermenting. I, so I have to put all my trust in our manufacturing partners. Yeah, the fields you're getting the tobacco from, all I that. I can help create the blends, but I trust that they will replicate them the way they need to be. Yeah. They trust their rollers to do it. Mm. So the, the, <laughs> the amount of relinquishing control and replacing it with trust is is the cornerstone of what makes premium cigars possible. It's crazy. It's all trust, all of it. And then once the blends are made, they get put in the box. We can't test everyone to make right. sure. Like I said before, yeah, it's not stage, a batch. Yeah. So you trust that it's good. You do everything you can to control and to test, but you trust that they're good. Then they come to the United States, and we trust Davidoff USA to be our distribution partner. Yeah. I can't call every account. I can't sell every box. I can't deliver it. So then you trust your distribution partners, in our case, Davidoff USA, to put them in the right partners. Then they trust that you will represent it in the way that we, Ferry Otego, intend it to be. Yeah. That you sell it at the right price, that you humidify it in the right way, that you merchandise it properly, that you tell our story on our behalf. There, the whole business is trust. Mm. It's it, it's yeah, really it's true. It's really crazy, and yeah. you know if if you think about it, that how much you have to relinquish control and trust other people to carry out the work. It's a it's staggering. Now, how do, how do you get to that point of trust, right? Because because Brad has a saying that he says all the time, and he's like, you know, tr- trust is trust is earned in 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 time. Was it time, truth, and well, I think trust is earned in teardrops and lost and in sweat, yeah, and lost in buckets, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. like, how do you how do you find how do you find that kind of trust, right? Because yeah, it's got to be time. Like, how do you how do you gain like, getting time with a with a family that grows a field is, is hard. So I'm a, again. I'm a unique story. I'm, I'm a two year old, let's say, company. Yeah. With 24 years in the business. Fair. So I'm, I'm fortunate that I I was able to make these relationships over years and years and years, and then my 10 years with Nat Sherman, that was years of working with these partners, developing trust, and that trust has to be reciprocal mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. Um, that once it was time for Ferry Otego to happen. There was enough time served and trust built that when I called the manufacturers and said, okay, I'm going to start this and we just bought these brands and we're going to continue the work, that mutual respect and trust was at a point where they all said, you got it. We got you. No problem. Let's go. And this is a true story. We spent all our money on those brands. Mm. But now we had to start production. And we started production in January of 2021, which, if you know your history, wasn't exactly uh, uh, a slow time in the premium cigar business. Correct. Every factory was at maximum capacity. And we show up and say, we need you to start, and we'd like to be selling this year because we just spent all our money. But 
we have no money to pay you for any of this, and we'd like to be put in the front of the line, please. <laughs> and every single manufacturing partner, Davidoff at Camacho, Quesada in Dominican, Placencia in Nicaragua, Cigar Rings, Humidif Group, all said, you got it. And we had 100% of our orders delivered on time, and we were in market by October. Dang, that's respect. Yeah, it is. And we didn't pay. Wow. They, our terms with everyone was, when you sell, you can pay. I, I mean, <laughs> there's not enough gratitude in the world for me to express what that did for us. But that's trust. It's trust that we were going to pay. It's trust that we were going to do the right thing. And it's trust that they were going to deliver. And so this whole thing is trust, bro. Mm, and man. doing the right thing and being honorable and being, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to do business and make money. And for me, there's just one way and that's the right way. And mm. that's not the fast way. And it's not the, the most profitable way, but it's definitely the right way. And I was brought up Christian. My, you know, you get instilled these values of you be honest, mm -hmm. you give your word, your word is your word. You right. be, you be a good guy. You be a man. Mm -hmm. And, there are a lot of times in your life when you say to yourself, you got to be kidding me, man. I mean, oh, there's yeah. so many faster ways to do this. I can spin this, steal this, lie about this, do this, make money faster. But I didn't. And you ask yourself over the years, why am I doing it this way when I could do it the other way? And I see other people doing it other ways and they're making a lot of money. But you know the right way is the right way. The way you know it's the right way is in moments like we had as Ferriotego when it's time to ask for help. Mm. And when everyone is there for you, you know that you did it the right way. And mm -hmm. we did it the right way for all those years. And now Ferriotego, we're 15 months in business. We're in over 1,100 stores. Mm. We've got nine core blends plus our limited editions. We're distributed by Davidoff USA throughout the United States. That is a story that is inimitable. Yeah. And it's only a result of the authenticity of what's happened in the last 24 years. And here well, we are. It, it, te it, it tells you something that Davidoff would distribute it. Davidoff doesn't distribute anybody. Of course. Yeah, to say no. That's true. And the fact that, that Davidoff is doing it shows you guys that it is an absolute banger of a brand. And so if you have not had Ferio Tego yet, you definitely need to get it, guys. And go to zealcigars.com. Go there and go on the buy the box section and you can buy the boxes of it. You definitely want boxes. You don't just want singles. You want boxes of this stuff. It's box worthy. Every single blend that I've smoked so far, 100% box worthy. And I'm going to ask you to go a step further. Because if you do love it, then I want you to do what we were talking about before with our man NF. Mm -hmm. And that is to brag about it. Yeah. Because we live in this world where you need, well, you, we always have. Social permission is critical to make us feel good. Sure, sure, the, the sure. stuff we wear, what we drive, all that stuff, it's mm -hmm. it's things that make us feel good, but it's also stuff that we think other people look at and they're like, yep, mm -hmm. I relate to this guy. I want to be that guy. But it's never been more important than in this social media world where the things we amplify are not just the things we love, but it's the things we think other people love because that's what gets our clicks and our likes and the comments and makes us feel better about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is even though we might smoke great cigars every day and we get in our car every day and we put on something that we like every day, what do we actually take a picture and brag about? Mm -hmm. It's not the things we love. Mm -hmm. It's the things we think 
others love as much as we do. That's what we brag about because it gets the likes and it gets the comments. And this is a true story. I'm a mem- I'm a part of, you know, I don't know, 10,000 Facebook groups like all of you guys, <laughs> right. and I hate all of them. Right. <laughs> uh, and there was one group I'm on. I never saw one of our cigars posted, ever. Mm. And then one day I did. And he tagged me in it. And I liked it, and I commented, thank you for posting the picture. I appreciate it. The next morning, I had an alert on Facebook, and it was someone replied to your post. And I look at it, and a guy posted a photo of the same Ferio Tego Timeless Prestige that this guy had posted. And it was beautiful. It was the number two. The ash was huge like the one you had on before. Mm-hmm. And he said, I smoked it last week. This was unbelievable. And that was my light bulb moment. Mm. Why didn't you post it last week? Mm. Yeah. Because he didn't think that group had the social permission for him to brag about that brand. Mm. But... The fact that he saw someone else do it, the fact that he saw me comment on it, that gave him permission. And so he put that post out in that moment to be part of our conversation because he wanted the permission then. And for me, that's, that is clearly what Ferio Tego needs. Hmm. I need you to love it. And I need you to love our story and love our products and love it enough to brag about it and amplify our story and our brand. Because when you do, it gives the, the folks in your community permission to do the same. And when that happens in your Facebook group or that happens in the comments of that video or it happens on your podcast or it happens in your shop or your website, that's a game changer. And Ferriotego goes from asking for consideration to now being part of the conversation. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, all we can, that's all we can ask for. Well, guys, if you have any more questions about Ferriotego, go to cutlightsmokepodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, cutlightsmokepodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a comment, question, insult, anything else like that. I'll forward them on to Michael so that he can deal with the insults. I'll deal with the questions in the comments and everything else like that. Uh, but thank you, Michael, again, thank you. so much thank you. for being on the podcast. That's absolutely unbelievable. JB, thank you so much for being on here. And as well, everybody listening right now, thank you so much. And if you have had a, fer- a Ferio Tego, take a picture, post it on your Facebook, post it on your Instagram, post it on your Snapchat, post it on your Anything, TikTok, whatever anything, you got, yeah. post it. And tell them how much you love it because it is definitely worth the love. With that said, guys, for the Cut Light and Smoke Podcast, I've been Bradley, it's been Michael and JB. We're out of here like last year. Peace. <laughs>